And now, Matt Wright and Spike Cohen. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Vanguard for... Fuck, I forgot the name of that Yiddish word, Spike. Insert mildly anti-Semitic phrase here. Cohen, I am Matt Wright, and together we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom. <laughs> are we live yeah oh good hey everybody yeah no it's working hi thank you joe uh i'm spike cohen and the muddy waters of okay. freedom and share us and like us and <laughs> do all those things yeah sorry about that everybody uh i literally tested everything right beforehand and as soon as we went live it yeah. all went to shit because this is a muddied waters media happens. productions. Because this is a muddy waters media production. It is a muddied waters. Muddy, we should media call it pro- muddied audio. We should call it muddied audio media. Yes, we need we need somebody to come in and just be like a full fledged audio person and handle all of this yes. for us. So. Yep. Well, yeah, my my stream everywhere died completely because everything froze and I had to reset really quickly. Oh, good. But, are we, but we're live now? We're live now, yeah. We've got people coming in. we got comments coming in. Fantastic. Uh, yes, this happened because I couldn't think of a mildly anti-Semitic comment, and I apologize. Uh, <laughs> Just end, end the show. So, uh, first and foremost, allow me to thank uh, Justin for the kava that I'm drinking on today's episode. and I'd like to thank Le Bleu Le Bleu. for this water. And I'd like to thank the Libertarian Party of Gaston County and the Libertarian Party of North Carolina for having me come up uh, to their justice for uh, their rally for justice and compassion uh, for Joshua Rohrer and Pastor Moses Colbert and uh, all the people that I spoke with today at the Gastonian North Carolina City Council meeting where we scared the hell out of them. Um, yeah, so you're I saw that you were doing that today. You'd think I would know yes. better. Uh, it went well, I assume. Yes, it went very well. Um, the uh, city council was not happy. And that's good. That's what we want right now. We want them not to be happy. The chief of police was not happy at all. I was very not happy, which is good. Again, that's what that's the vibe we want. This is the stick, and then we come back later with the carrot. Um, but right now, we want them to really spend some time with the stick. And, uh, and so that was good. And we also made some really good connections in the community uh, with others who have been struggling with this. Uh, including uh, we're now working with a coalition of 34 churches who are trying to get the city of Gastonia to just let them feed and shelter homeless people, which they're not letting them do. So, uh, yeah, it's good. It's good stuff. So uh, we have um, the state of the you, 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 you know the thing, getting ready to start here, right there. Um, So uh, what do you think Biden's going to talk about today? Gosh, uh, I think he's going to touch on everything. He's just going to BS us through the whole thing. You know, this inflation is because our economy is doing so great, guys. And, and, you know, I I actually, you know what? I think he's probably, Vladimir Putin gave him kind of a bit of a gift because he can literally just go up on this State of the Union and talk shit about Russia for an hour and a half and get away with it. Um, I do think he just will give very light lip service to some of the other issues. Um, it's, it's really hard to tell. He may, he may decide to give 
his his full speech uh, that he was going to give before. But I, I would guess that all that got ripped up after uh, uh, the Russia invaded the Ukraine. So we'll see. I I, I tend to think he's going to lean. He's going to focus mostly on Ukraine and Russia because it kind of buys him not having to talk about how much he sucks as a president. You don't think he's going to talk about COVID? Oh, yeah. No, he's definitely going to touch on COVID, and he's definitely going to touch on inflation, and he's definitely going to touch on supply chain problems and all of that. I don't think he can he can just, like, not talk about those things, but I think he's going to focus mostly on the new COVID, which is Russia. Yeah, look, so they've we, got their Ukrainian flags there and everything, just to show. We've got Joe Biden coming down. We got Joe Biden getting ready to come down. He's going to do his five-minute walk down. Any bets on who a designated survivor is? Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be a... Uh, I think that's... I mean, he kind of walks like that anyway. For he does. Right. My money on a is sea that, change. Uh, my money is on Pete Buttigieg being the uh, designated survivor. I don't think we'll see Pete Buttigieg here tonight. I think that he's in a bunker somewhere just in case Putin decides to uh, nuke the State of the Union. Which, by the way, he has the capability of, do, of doing. Vladimir Putin has access to super uh, hypersonic missiles that can reach uh, any point in the United States in roughly five minutes. So, um, I mean, that's not outside of the realm of possibility. I don't see it happening, uh, I but I do think... It certainly is possible. Um, so Pete Buttigieg, hopefully he's wearing a mask. Um, and is yeah. vaccinated. I think that what I, I think Biden's going to try to, he's going to try to say he did a good job in his first year and a half or t whatever uh, as president, year as president. And um, he's going to touch on COVID. He's going to hit it a lot, even though anybody with a brain knows that he had nothing to do and his policies had nothing to do with uh covid going the way that it has oh, let's see yeah He's, here he comes privilege and distinct honor of presenting to you the President of the United States. Do you think she's going to tear up his speech at the end? Can you hear me still? I can kind of hear you. Do you think she's going to tear up his speech at the end of this? Oh, I hope so. I hope he tears his own speech up. <laughs> Thank you all very much. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. Tom Stewart. Thank you all very, very much. 
Thank you. Please. Thank you so much. Madam Speaker, Madam Vice President, our First Lady and Second Gentlemen, members of Congress and the Cabinet, Justice of the Supreme Court, my fellow Americans. Last year, COVID-19 kept us apart. Leading this year, we're finally wow. together again. Tonight, it's the worst it's ever. Case numbers are through the roof. We meet as Democrats, Republicans, and Independents, but most importantly, yeah. as Americans. With the duty to one another, to America, to the American people, and to the Constitution, and an unwavering resolve that freedom will always triumph over tyranny. Well, that's true. We, people eventually gave up on, uh, <laughs> on the lockdown and so forth because they realized they didn't work. So. So thanks to COVID, uh, uh, apparently freedom triumphed over tyranny. We're all together because we decided that our ideas were bad. Six days ago, Russia's Vladimir Putin sought to shake there the very is. foundations of the free yep. world, thinking he could no. make it bend to his menacing ways. But he badly miscalculated. He thought he could roll into Ukraine and the world would roll over. Instead, he met with a wall of strength he never anticipated or imagined. He met the Ukrainian people. It, that's his angle? Like, that's technically true, but that's not something for... President that's not what he should that's, be bragging about. You're bragging that the civilians are fighting? Their courage, their determination literally inspires the world. Groups of citizens blocking tanks with their bodies. Everyone from students to retirees to teachers turned soldiers Same machine guns. defending their homeland. And in this struggle, the President Zelensky said in his speech to the European Parliament, light will win over darkness. The Ukrainian ambassador to the United States is here tonight sitting with the First Lady. Let each of us, if oh. you're able to stand, stand Close and send an unmistakable signal <laughs> to the world. Where is the uh... <laughs> city? Oh, she's right. Okay. Why is there they, a seat? They socially distance her. Thank you, thank you. Oh, thank for you. God's sake. I hope that's not what it is. It's a, the... Look at the spacing. It's 100% why they're socially distancing. Oh, that's definitely keeping the Omicron variant at bay that you have a seat between. What a. She's strong, she's resolved. I want to, yeah, if he says anything about assault weapons in Ukraine. Machine guns, machine guns. Talk about the machine gun. Please talk about it. If he says anything about the machine guns, yes. it will destroy his entire, uh, his entire thing on guns here. People. Throughout our history, we've learned this lesson. When dictators do not pay a price for their aggression, they cause more chaos. They keep moving. See our entire cost, board the threats to the America and America to the world keeps rising. That's why the NATO alliance was created to secure peace and stability in Europe after World War II. Great the job. The United States is a member along with 29 other nations. It matters. American diplomacy matters. American resolve matters. Putin's latest attack on Ukraine was premeditated and totally unprovoked. He rejected repeated, repeated efforts at diplomacy. He thought the West and NATO wouldn't respond. 
He thought he could divide us at home, in this chamber, in this nation. He thought he could divide us in Europe as well. But Putin was wrong. We are ready. We are united, and that's what we did. We stayed united. We prepared extensively and carefully. We spent months building coalitions of other freedom-loving nations in Europe and the Americas, to, from America to the Asian and African continents, to confront Putin. Like what? many of you, I spent countless hours unifying That had to be the European hardest sentence allies. for him to say so far. We shared with the world in advance what we knew Putin was planning and precisely how we would try to falsify and justify his aggression. We countered Russia's lies with the truth. And now, now that he's acted, the three free world is holding him accountable, along with 27 members of the European Union, including France, Germany, Italy, as well as countries like the United Italy. Kingdom, Canada, Italy. Japan, Korea, Australia, New Zealand, and many others, even Switzerland, are inflicting pain on Russia and supporting the people of Ukraine. But you know Putin who's is not? now isolated from the world more than he has ever been. China. Or you. Together. Or you. You're failing to put a sanction on their oil. That is the one yeah. thing that will hurt them. Yep, yep. Together, along with our allies, we are right now enforcing powerful economic sanctions. We're cutting off Russia's largest banks in the international financial system, preventing Russia's central bank from defending the Russian ruble, making Putin's $630 billion war fund worthless. We're choking Russia's access. We're choking Russia's access to technology that will sap its economic strength and weaken its military for years to come. Tonight, I say to the Russian oligarchs and the corrupt leaders who built billions of dollars off this violent regime, no more. The United States, I mean it. It was unprovoked, Matt. There was, was no, there was no, nothing no, happened. No provocation that would make them do this. We're joining with it's European a mystery why I even did it in the first place. Their yachts, their luxury apartments, their private jets. We're coming for you, ill-begotten gains. And tonight, I'm announcing that we will join our. Oh, is he talking about Lockheed Martin? American airspace to all Russian flights, further isolating Russia. Raytheon. Adding additional squeeze on their economy. Oh, good. So, in case anyone was trying to flee Russia, you can't. Right. Fantastic. What's coming. This is similar to when FDR announced he wasn't going to let anyone leave Germany value. during the beginning the before World War II. Has lost 40% of its value, and trading remains suspended. The Russian economy is reeling, and Putin alone is the one to blame. Together with our allies, we're providing support to the Ukrainians in their fight for freedom, military assistance, economic assistance, humanitarian assistance. We're giving more than a billion dollars of direct assistance to Ukraine and will continue to aid the Ukrainian people as they defend their country and help ease their suffering. So he just bragged about starving Russian civilians, which is what all that will do, yes. and then keeping them from being able to flee, including the Russians that are against this war, that are protesting this war. Our forces are not engaged and will not engage in the conflict with Russian forces in Ukraine. 
Our forces are not going to Europe to fight Ukraine, but to defend our NATO allies in the event that Putin decides to keep moving west. For that purpose, we have mobilized American ground forces, air squadrons, ship deployments to protect NATO countries, including Poland, Romania, Latvia, Lithuania, and Estonia. And as I've made crystal clear, the United States and our allies will defend every inch of territory that is NATO territory with the full force of our collective power. Every single inch. That's why he did what he did. He invaded Ukraine so you wouldn't have them join NATO. Right. Like, that's why he did it. I mean, I get that Biden has a reason to want to defend Ukraine. Pure courage. Yeah. But the next few yeah. days, weeks, and months will be hard on them. Putin has unleashed violence and chaos. But while he may make gains on the battlefield, he'll pay a continuing high price over the long run. And a pound of Ukrainian people. Moral proud, loss. Proud people, pound for pound, ready to fight with every inch of energy they have. They've known this is disgusting. This, putting this on Ukrainian civilians thing that they're doing in they U.S. press. They will not press. tolerate anyone who tries to take their country backwards. How bad of a... I'll be honest with you. As All right. Sorry, guys. I'm going to have to mute him a little bit really quick uh, because he's just going to talk about that for a while. Um, how bad does the first two years of your term of your administration have to be that the only thing you have to talk about at your very first State of the Union is a different union in which you were behind in every aspect of it. You were behind in giving any sanctions. You were behind in giving any kind of support. You were behind in all of it. And this is what you have to come out and talk about. You don't have anything else. That is how bad he is as a president. If it wasn't for the fact that Ger uh, Germany, that Russia invaded Ukraine, he would have nothing to talk about right now. Yeah, he just announced that they are releasing around the world they're releasing 60 million barrels of oil. That's a couple weeks worth of 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 world. Uh, uh, I think yeah, a couple weeks worth of two, world of world. Two days. Two days. There you go. Two days. Two days. It's 25 million barrels a day. I think. Yeah. Well, there you go. Two days. And while it shouldn't have taken. Well, it shouldn't have taken something so terrible for people around the world to see what's at stake. Now everyone sees it clearly. <clears throat> we see the unity among leaders of nations, a more unified Europe, a more unified West. We see unity among the people who are gathering in cities and large crowds around the world, even in Russia, to demonstrate their support for the people of Ukraine. In the battle between democracy and autocracies, Democracies are rising to the moment, and the world is clearly choosing the side of peace and security. This is the real test, and it's going to take time. So let us continue to draw inspiration from the iron will of the Ukrainian people to our fellow Ukrainian Americans who forged the deep bond that connects our two nations. We stand with you. We stand with you. Putin may circle stand Kiev very with tanks, far behind you, but he'll never gain the we hearts and souls of the Iranian people. He'll never, he'll never really belong, honestly. It is. And he will never, never weaken the resolve of the free world.
Wait till this guy finds out what the Saudis are doing in Yemen, huh? I know. Wait till that comes out. He's going to be just... Can't wait till all the flag-waving, Yemen flag-waving, and announcing that we're not going to arm their genocide anymore. That's going to be fun. In an America that has lived through two of the hardest years this nation has ever faced, the pandemic <laughs> has been punishing, and so many the families Biden years. are living paycheck to paycheck. <laughs> Struggling with <laughs> the rising cost of food, gas, housing. Gee, why so is that? More. Why is there a rising cost? Many of you did. What happened? My dad had to leave his home in Scranton, Pennsylvania, to find work. So, like many of you, I grew up in a family when the price of food went up. It was felt throughout the family. It had an impact. That's when one of the first uh -huh. things I did as president was fight to pass the American Rescue Plan, because people. The prices were are still going up. The prices. We needed yeah, to that act, did and we nothing. Did. That few pieces of legislation have done more at a critical moment in our history to lift us out of a crisis. It fueled our efforts to vaccinate the nation it's and combat COVID-19. Delivered immediate economic relief to tens of millions of Americans. It helped put food on the table. Remember those long lines of cars waiting for hours just to get a box of food put in their trunk? It cut the cost of health care insurance. Did he grow up? And as my Russia? dad used to say, it gave the people just a little bit of breathing room. Unlike the $2 trillion tax cut passed it's getting in the previous worse. administration that benefited the top 1% of Americans, the American Rescue Plan... You supported that spending! The American Rescue Plan... All of them supported that working spending. people and left no one behind. You literally supported the spending that you just blasted. He may okay. So and he may have been talking. Worse. He may have been talking about the tax cut that Trump gave in his first year, but the spending that happened in the last year of Trump, in the first year of Biden, is what has led to the inflation we are seeing, the record inflation that we are seeing now. The fact that we have inflation that is outpacing most uh, wage growth speaks volumes to how these policies aren't working. And trying to spin it as anything other than the failure that it is is just. Yep. Sad. <laughs> oh, now he's claiming the job. So we finally let people go back to work, and now they're working. Amazing. And the first step in bringing fundamental change to our economy that hasn't worked for working people in this nation for too long. For the past 40 years, wow, we were told Mitch McConnell's having tax break for those at the top and benefits would trickle down, and everyone would would benefit. But that trickle-down theory led to a weaker economic growth, lower wages, bigger deficits, and a widening gap. The tax rate's the same and now, in, right now, in nearly a century. Look, Vice President Harris and I ran for office, and I realize we have fundamental disagreements on this, but ran for office with a new economic vision for America. Invest in America. Educate Americans. Grow the workforce. Build the economy from the bottom up and the middle out, not from the top down. Nothing. Because we know. <laughs> because we know. It's. Because we know when the middle class grows, when the middle class grows, the poor have a way up and the wealthy do very well. America used to have the best roads, bridges, and airports on earth. And now. Our infrastructure is ranked 13th in the world. We won't be able to compete because it was federalized. Century if we don't fix it, that's why it was so important to pass the. Wait, I thought he was in a bunker. Law. Oh man, he's not. He's friends. not the guy. Where's your bunker? 
to invest. Breaking news, everybody. Pete Buttigieg is not the designated survivor. Single biggest investment in history. It was a bipartisan effort, and I want to thank the members of both parties who worked to make it happen. We're done talking about infrastructure weeks. We're now talking about an infrastructure decade. Oh, God. Look. It's going to... Prices are going up. Supply chain issues are getting worse. Labor issues are getting worse. Everything is worsening. The last COVID wave was the worst COVID wave. I actually got COVID. Like it keeps get everything's getting worse. Yes. We'll create good jobs for millions of Americans, modernizing roads, airports, ports, waterways all across America, and we'll do it to withstand the devastating effects of climate change and promote environmental justice. We'll build a national network of 500,000 electric vehicle charging stations. Begin to replace Which the will lie fallow because they're so unneeded. every child, right. every where, American where has clean putting water to drink at home and at school. We're going to provide, provide affordable, high-speed internet for every American, rural, suburban, urban, and tribal communities. 4,000 projects. Elon Musk is about to do that with Earthlink. Skylink. And you're making it harder. Starlink? Starlink? This year, we will start fixing Starlink. over 65,000 miles of highway. Yeah, it's Starlink. 1,500 bridges in disrepair. And folks. I don't trust the government to fix these things. Like, I understand, like. I understand the thinking that the money needs to come from somewhere, but it would. It would, and you'd be able to find your Tom Arnold that would be able to fix it cheaper, more efficiently, faster, and without uh, all of the pushbacks that you get from a federally or a even locally government-funded program. Spends about $600 billion a year to keep this country safe and secure. There's been a law on the books for almost a century to make sure taxpayers' dollars support American jobs and businesses. Every administration, Democrat and Republican, says they'll do it, but we're actually, we're actually doing it. We'll buy America to make sure every, everything from the deck of an aircraft carrier to the steel on highway guardrails is made in America from beginning to end. All of it. All of it. Can we just not spend that at all? But folks, we could just keep the money in the pockets of Americans. To compete for the jobs of the future, we also need a loving playing field with China and other competitors. That's why it's so important to pass the Bipartisan Innovation Act sitting in Congress that will make record investments in emerging technologies and American manufacturing. We used to invest almost 2 percent of our GDP in research and development. We Everything he's talking about right China, now is China handed out to major crony businesses. That's all of this is that big business and big corporations. That's all he's talking about right now is using your money on big business and big corporations. So when he's talking about, oh, Donald Trump only helped the 1%, literally everything he's talking about right now is helping the 1%. Yep. That's where Intel, the American company that helped build Silicon Valley, Intel is going one. to build a $20 billion semiconductor megasite. Up to eight state-of-the-art factories in one place. Because we paid them to. 
10,000 new jobs. And in those factories, the average job about $135, $135,000 a year. Some of the most sophisticated manufacturing in the world to make com computer chips the size of a fingertip. The power of the world in everyday lives, from smartphones, technology, to the internet, technology is yet to be invented. But that's just the beginning. Intel CEO Pat Gelsinger, who is here tonight, I don't know where Pat is. Pat, there you go. Pat, stand up. Wow, the corporate ponies get to like have a chance to stand up and talk to people. Pat. Oh, at least he has a Ukrainian flag. Yeah, nice. yeah. Intel's Intel's Pat a big supplier to, to the military industrial complex, so that makes sense. Their investment from 20 billion to 100 billion. That would be the biggest investment in manufacturing in American history. And all they're waiting for is for you to pass this bill. So let's not wait any longer. Send it to my he desk. He literally just it, said, we'll really if you don't sign this way. bill, big businesses aren't going to spend money here. Folks, like, Intel is not alone. There's something happening in America. Just look around and you'll see an amazing story. The rebirth of pride that comes from stamping products made in America. The revitalization of American manufacturing. Companies are choosing to build new factories here when just a few years ago they would have gone overseas. That's what's That's happening. That's not true. The That's investing the manufacturing sector is continuing to decline. Creating Continue, 11,000 yeah, jobs across the country. And it's definitely GM not is making the largest in the last investment year. in history. $7 billion. And they can't hire anyone here. 4,000 jobs in Michigan. All told, 369,000 new manufacturing jobs were created in America last year alone. That's because, because they were allowed to reopen. Exactly. You could go back to work. People could find work again. You shut down the economy all across the nation. And then you were like, look, I made it better. Look how many people are now working. Generations of union steelworkers in Pittsburgh, who's here with us tonight. Where are you, Jojo? There you go. Thanks, buddy. As Ohio, as Ohio Senator Sherrod Brown says, as Sherrod Brown says, it's time to bury the label Rust Belt. It's time to see the the what used to be called the Rust Belt become the the the, the home of a significant resurgence of manufacturing. Oh, here we go. Here we go. And with all the bright here spots in our economy, sundowning moment, everybody. Drink, it's coming. Job growth, higher wages, He's reading from a teleprompter. Okay, it's starting. Inflation. It's starting. Is robbing them of gains they thought otherwise they would be able to feel. I get it. That's why my top priority is getting prices under control. Look, our economy roared back faster it's than almost anyone worse. predicted. But the pandemic meant that businesses had a hard time hiring enough people because of the pandemic to keep no, up because of lockdowns. Factories. No, so because of lockdowns. People making those beams that went into buildings because they were out. The factory was closed. Because the panic of also disrupted the global supply chain. Beams that went into the buildings. Closed. When that happens, it takes those whole building beans and get them to the warehouses, to the stores. It's happening. It's starting. Look at cars last year. One third of all the inflation was because of automobile sales. 
There weren't enough that's semiconductors not to no, make all the cars that not, people wanted to buy. And guess that what? That isn't true. We, <laughs> that's not true. That is not true. That's not one third of inflation. That amounts for one third of the increase in inflation across all goods. It's not one third of the total inflation that happened. It was far outstripped by food. Not your wages. <laughs> Folks. That means make more cars and semiconductors in America, more infrastructure and innovation in America, more goods moving faster and cheaper in America, more jobs where you can earn a good living in America. Sounds like he's selling out Taiwan immediately. Make it in America. Look. That could be done without giving multi-trillion dollar bailouts to cronies like you're proposing. Oh, Jesus. Oh, no, are they chanting USA? They are chanting USA uh, as they fight for its decline. Our economy. I call it building a better America. <laughs> It sounds a lot like build back better. To fight inflation. Building a better America? That sounds like making it great again. 17 Nobel laureates in economics said my plan will ease long-term inflationary pressures. These fucking se- the same 17 people. Can we acknowledge they were wrong at this point? Here's the plan. First. I was wrong like a week ago, and I admitted to it. These people have been consistently wrong for months and years. Can we acknowledge these 17 economists were wrong? Can we just say they were wrong? Yes. That okay? Just look at insulin. One in 10 Americans has diabetes. In Virginia, I met a 13-year-old boy, the handsome young man standing up there, Joshua Davis. He and his dad both have type 1 diabetes which means they need insulin every single day. Insulin costs about $10 a vial to make. That's what it costs the the pharmaceutical company. But drug companies charge families like Joshua and his dad up to 30 times that amount. Because you enforce patent protections on them. Imagine what it's like to look at your child who needs insulin to stay healthy and have no idea how in God's name you're going to be able to pay for it. Because of your restrictions. What it does to your family, but what it does to your dignity, your ability to because look at your child you. in the eye. Because be of you. You expect yourself to be. I really mean you. to think about that. That's what no I you. think about. No you. You know, yesterday, Joshua's here tonight, but yesterday was his birthday. Happy birthday, buddy, by the way. <clears throat> For Joshua... And 200,000 other young people with type 1 diabetes, let's cap the cost of insulin at $35 a month. Just let them make generics. It would be less than $10. If people can make generic insulin and you didn't have to get it from one... I've got a friend that's diabetic, and I used to know the names of the companies. Just let them make generics. But if you can make generics, prices would automatically go down and you wouldn't have to worry about capping prices because the market would do it automatically. 
And what he just proposed, letting Medicare negotiate the price of drugs, every time the federal government gets involved with drug pricing negotiation, the pricing goes up. Surprise, surprise. Charlotte Ray said, did they socially distance the kid? And Biden probably didn't backstage. No, the kid's fine. The kid only has type 1 diabetes. Let's cut energy costs for families. An average of $500 a year by combating climate change. Let's provide an investment tax credit to weatherize your home and your business. To Why not just let, allow for nuclear? Get a tax credit for it. Double Americans' clean energy production in solar, wind, and so much more. Lower the price well, how of electric vehicles, saving okay. another $80 yeah, a month that you're not going to have to pay at the fuels. pump. <laughs> Folks. You're still going to have to pay at the pump. Not everybody can buy an electric car. Not everybody wants an electric car. Yeah. You're still going to be selling gasoline. You're not going to go to carbon emission zero. People are still going to buy gasoline. Making it unaf uh, unaffordable for people who are in the lower uh, lower classes and the middle class, uh, lower middle class and lower class only hurts them. Yeah. It becomes a tax on those people. I was a single dad for five years, raising two kids. I had a lot of help, though. I had a mom, a dad, a brother, and a sister that really helped. But middle-class and working folks shouldn't have to pay more than 7% of their income to care for the young children. My plan... My plan would cut the cost of child care in half for most families. No, it wouldn't. It would pay off and cause the price to go up like you've done with higher education and everything else that you subsidize. And then the price goes up and it goes up for the taxpayer and for the person paying out of pocket for it. It doesn't work. The, uh, the, then you'll be back here in a few years calling for a, 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 a pay cap for child care workers. Right. It's like Obamacare. Obamacare didn't make health insurance less expensive. It subsidized some of it for, for some people. But a lot of those people had to pay that subsidy back at the end of the year. And they didn't know that. Yep. It ended up increasing how much health insurance was. This will do the same thing exactly. for child care. Uh, and yeah. child care is yeah. already really expensive i have discovered yeah exactly that we'd all agree that the present tax system ain't fair we have to it's i agree. not fair to anyone it's not fair to anybody yeah no i agree i agree there should not be taxes there should be no tax and start paying their fair share look i agree everyone's year, fair share is zero dollars last year Like Chris Coons and Tom Carper and my distinguished congresswoman, we come from the land of corporate America. There are more corporations incorporated in America than every other state in America combined. And I still won 36 years in a row. The point is... Because you're the head. You, should pay you just literally just said it. You're the Last head of corporate America and you got elected for 36 years because you're one of the biggest cronies in there. Earned $40 billion in profit and paid zero in federal taxes. Now look, it's not fair. That's why- I No, we shouldn't be paying taxes either. Minimum tax right. rate for corporations. We've got- That will cause one of the biggest increases in the price of goods and services that we will see in our lives. Put together, I was able to be somewhat helpful. 130 countries degree on a global minimum tax rate. 
So companies can't get out of paying their taxes at home by shipping jobs and factories overseas. It'll raise. Oh, except for China. Dollars. Right. Except, yeah. Because China is definitely going to agree to that, right, Joe? So is Russia, too. All these countries are going to agree to it. I guess you could just sanction them and, and cut ourselves off from some of the biggest economies on earth. That'll definitely help us economically. Grow the economy, lower the cost of families. So, what are we waiting for? Let's get this done. We all know we've got to make changes. What Spike, what Spike said was 100% right. Like, if you go with a global corporate tax rate, China's not going to agree to that. Russia's not going to agree to that. I, I don't see Germany. No, Brazil's not going to agree to yeah. it. Any of the developing countries aren't going to agree to it. India and so that's just to going it. to hasten the move of jobs and investment to those countries. Yep. And if, it, if they somehow make it where you can't do that, you will see the greatest price increase possibly of the last 200 years in America. Yep. Yeah, and, and it'll be almost instantly. Anyway, yeah, we had those debates about whether or not those watchdogs should be able to see every day how much money was being spent. Where was it going to the right place? <clears throat> In my administration, the watchdogs are back, and we're going to go after the criminals who stole billions of relief money meant for small business and millions of Americans. Tonight, I'm announcing that the Justice Department will soon name a chief prosecutor for pandemic fraud. Hey, I got, I'd like to report the Gastonia uh, City Council who spent uh, uh, COVID relief money on um, on tasers. They're they're just going after Cuomo hard, aren't they? I'd like to report that uh, President Joseph Biden directed four hundred and fifty billion dollars of COVID relief funding to the militarization of the police. I'd like. Where do I fill that form out? Right. <laughs> where is there is there an online thing or is this something that uh, we just yeah. call in? Do I just call? Yeah. I've got the White House's number. Capitalism without competition is exploitation. So cut out the, the restrictions that stop competition. Right. Make it easier for people to, to start compete. businesses. Their profits go up and your prices go up when they don't have to compete. Small oh, you mean like Intel? Farmers and ranchers. I need not tell some of my Republican friends from those states. Guess what? You got four basic meatpacking facilities. That's it. Because you play with them or you don't get to play at all. And you because of USDA subsidies and a requirement that all, uh, that all meat that is uh, taken from, uh, that is put through to a store or put to the consumer has to go through a USDA approved butcher. And there's only a handful of them. And they're tied directly to those four meat packers. You built that. Your, your regulations that you built with the with the rest of Congress for the USDA built that. That's like the opposite of the Obama thing. It's insane what this man is saying. And he knows it's a lie. Actually, he, he didn't know anything he falling apart know, of, uh, cognitively. But the people that wrote his speech and the people that are putting together his policies know all of this is not true. Yes. You know, I talk about how politicians grandstand on your suffering so they can push for even more control. This literal, this state of the union is nothing but that. I know you're suffering. I can feel your suffering. And that's why tonight I'm announcing even more power, control, money, and funding for the people that created your suffering. Oh, hey, look, Intel. Raise the minimum wage to $15 an hour. 
and extend the child tax credit so no one has to raise the family in poverty. Let's increase Pell Grants, increase our historic support for HBCUs, and invest in what Jill, just yelled, our no. First Lady who teaches full-time, calls America's best-kept secret, community colleges. Look. Oh, they're going to make community colleges unaffordable. Fantastic. When the majority of workers want to form a union, they shouldn't be able to be stopped. When we invest in our workers and we the Pro Act uh, doesn't allow for a secret ballot. We can do something we haven't so done the in a unions long can time. just go around and, and, and uh, Force people. pressure people into years, signing COVID the thing. has impacted every decision in our lives and the life of this nation. And I know you're tired, frustrated, and exhausted. That doesn't even count the close to a million people who sit at a dining room table or a kitchen table and look at an empty chair because they lost somebody. But I also know this. Grandstand on your suffering. Made, yep. Because of your resilience and the tools that we have been provided by this Congress, tonight I can say we're moving forward safely back to a no, norm, more normal routines. We've reached a new moment in the fight against COVID-19 where severe cases are down to a level not seen since July of last year. Just a few days ago, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention issued a new mask guidelines. Under the new guidelines, most Americans and most of the country. Is it because your poll numbers are in the garbage and you know that there is going to be a he red said, tsunami? COVID is a terrible thing and it's getting worse. And that's why we're telling you the mask guidelines were garbage in the first garbage place. Garbage in the first place. Oh, and by the way, wow. the vaccines that we made your 5 to 11-year-old work uh, had 12% efficacy. Congratulations. Congratulations, everyone. We'll continue to combat the virus. Lockdowns didn't help. And because this virus mutates and spreads, we have to stay on guard. And here are four common sense steps as we move forward safely, in my view. First, stay protected with vaccines and treatments. We know how incredibly effective vaccines are. If oh. you're vaccinated and boosted, Did, you not. have the highest degree of protection. And we'll never vaccines give up on vaccinating more Americans. They're now, changing their, 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 their vaccines. They've been, they've been changing this for so long. Scientists are working like, hard to get that. Okay. Done. They've been changing this for so long. Uh, they're like, we all remember. Even though they'll say that, no, they never said that if you get the vaccine, you won't get COVID. They 100% said it. They Rachel said that. Maddow, this this guy. This, this man. Guy said Vax, it. Uh, uh, said pandemic it. of the unvaccinated. Yep. Pandemic of the unvaccinated. Even before that, he goes, if you go out and you get vaccinated, you're you're not going to get COVID. You're, you're, you're just not. And then it became, well, you need to become vaccinated and get boosted. And now it's vaccinated, vaccinated boosted with treatment. Well, I don't know. Maybe if you just learn how to treat it at the beginning, instead of focusing your entire thing on finding a vaccine for a virus. And if you've been working on finding a, if you could get a vaccine for a virus, why do we still have the common cold? Because vac because uh, viruses mutate. I was going to say vaccines mutate. Um, because viruses mutate, you can't do it. I have known that since fifth grade science. And you have yeah. been doing this this entire time. You have been yeah. changing the narrative. You, you, 
Saturday Night Live is changing the narrative for you. Everybody is changing the narrative. The reason that mask guidelines are going to be coming up here in a little bit, uh, that they've been, they're lifted in LA and LA schools tomorrow when uh, uh, across the nation they've been kind of going away, is because Democrats are polling so terribly that among people who are likely to vote, they're down 17 points. That yep. is not close. They are going to get destroyed in November. And everything he is saying yeah. now is, like Spike said, grandstanding on your uh, grandstanding on your suffering. On your um, suffering. Yep. Yep. Grandstanding on your suffering and saying, we did it. We beat it. Now you can get rid of your masks. Now you can overturn this. We still may have to pull it back, though. He thinks they think. The entire administration and everybody left, right, everybody, they think we're stupid and that we're not going yep. to remember this. No. America can no. Go back to work and fill our great downtowns again with people. People working from home can feel safe and begin to return to their offices. We're doing that so, in the, the federal government. The vast majority of federal workers will once again work in person. Our schools are open. Let's keep it that way. Our kids need to be in school. You fought to close them. You yeah. fought to mask them. You fought to create this disruption. And now you're, in, you know, the font of wisdom that you are, you're dating it appropriate for us to finally be around each other again. And the thing is, the disconnect here is that the vast majority of people have resumed living their lives. And they look at this crap and say, oh, okay, yeah, we're not going to take you seriously. Most Americans can remove their masks and stay in the classroom and move forward safely. All we achieved Americans this can. because we provided free uh, vaccines, um, treatments, If they tests, want to wear masks. the mask, they should wear the mask. Of course, continuing this costs money. So I'll not surprise you. I'll be back to see you all. The funny thing about this is that by making it sound like we don't have to wear masks anymore, there are going to be people who who maybe, you know, wouldn't otherwise wear masks who aren't going to because the government told them not to. Because they've made mandate synonymous with good idea. We've sent 75 million vaccine doses to 112 countries, more than any nation on earth. We won't stop. Because you can't build a wall high enough to keep out a, 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 a vaccine. The vaccine can stop the spread of these diseases. The word he was looking for was it virus. Didn't. No, it didn't. J J everybody just knows. It literally didn't. It much the loss of life. Let's use this moment to reset. So stop looking at COVID as a partisan dividing line. See it. For what stop it is. making it one. A god-awful disease. Let's stop sending each, seeing each other as enemies and start seeing each other for who we are, fellow Americans. Look. Hey. Look. Hey. What does that have to do with what you just Look. said? Hey, all we need to do is stop forcing how we want people to live on them and destroying their businesses and their livelihoods and taking away all of their ability to go out and 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 vaccine they don't give a shit about you no. new york city police department no. days after the funerals of officer wilbur mora and his partner officer jason rivera oh it was announces uh, police military 9-11 call when a man shot and killed him with a stolen yep. gun Officer Moore, imagine voting, Officer imagine voting for Joe Biden because Both you Dominican wanted to American defund the police. Who grew up in the same streets 
that they later chose to parole to uh, patrol as police officers. I spoke with their families. Rainbow fascism. I told them they were forever in debt for their sacrifices and will carry on their mission to restore the trust and safety of every community deserves. Like some of you that have been around for a while, I've worked with you on these issues for a long time. Yeah, 94 crime bill. Investigating crime prevention and community policing, cops who walk the beat. Who community know the policing, by the way, is their code term for militarized policing. It is a program from the uh, Department of Homeland Security. It is militarized policing. It is not community policing. Communities restore trust and hold law enforcement accountable. That's why the Justice Department no. has required body cameras, banned choke calls, and restricted no I'm in Gastonia. They don't have to release That's the footage. That's why the American Rescue Plan that you all provided $350 billion that cities, states, and counties can use to hire more police, invest in more proven strategies. Military, military equipment. And, and the body cams mean nothing if you, can't, if you don't have to release the footage or turn them on. Or you have qualified immunity if you still beat someone up and there's video of it. And trusted messengers breaking the cycle of violence and trauma and giving young people some hope. We should all agree the answer is not to defund the police. It's to fund the police. Wow. Every Democrat that stands up should be remembered by anybody who voted for them in 2020. And because it's, if you thought you didn't vote for a fascist, there it is right there. There was no way that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, Kamala Harris, were going to come out there and take on the world stage and go, okay, we want to defund the police. He was the author of the 1994 crime bill. Kamala, Kamala yep. Harris was the most notorious prosecutor for putting people in yep. prison. She let two, two guys sit on death row that she knew were innocent because she didn't want it to hurt her record. I think it was two. Uh, there was no way that they were going to come out and act like they were going to defund the police. That was such a facade that they put on for 2020 just because that was the topic du jour. And now they're hoping that once again, you forgot. Yeah. Look, repeal the law that makes gun manufacturers the only industry in America that can't be sued. The only one. Uh, uh, big Pharma. Imagine had we done that with the tobacco manufacturers. These laws don't... Yeah, can I, can I sue Pfizer? They save lives. Can I sue Moderna? The most fundamental right can in I America sue, is uh, the right to vote. Foreign, uh, uh, foreign members of foreign countries sue uh, Boeing, Lockheed Martin. Laws have been passed. Not only to suppress the vote, we've been there before, but to subvert the entire election. We can't let this happen. Tonight, I no. I thought that Senate we I thought we can't pass, say that. We can't say that elections are being subverted. Pass the John Lewis Act, Voting Rights Act. And while you're at it, and he spent the entire ten, first ten minutes of this thing talking about how great it was that the Ukrainian people have been rising up against this fascist dictator who's walked into their country. Granted, he didn't mention the weapons that they were given and the body armor that they're wearing. Yeah, you'll notice, so. yeah, he didn't mention the machine guns. He didn't mention yeah. it, but he, everybody kind of understood that that was how it was being done. And then now, because he thinks you forgot 50 minutes later that he was praising this, uh, now he's saying, 
We need to get rid of that. You don't need it. You don't need Kevlar vests. Yes, you do. <laughs> yeah. Now he's about to announce his diversity pick that he could have just said he was picking her. But first he has to virtue signal about race and gender. Make sure that everyone always marks this woman as a, as a diversity pick. Even though she might be a great Supreme Court justice. He could have just picked her. Yep. Everyone would have seen she was a black woman. But now she's going to... He's going to, you know, there we go. Yep. Yeah, she is always going to be remembered as the woman who was picked because Joe Biden needed to pick a black woman. Yep. She will never be remembered. And won't stop talking about it. And won't stop talking about it. She won't be remembered. Like, and I I have not had time to look up her, uh, her history. I do not know if I agree with her or disagree with her. I can take some bets, but uh, I don't know. So I can't comment on that. But what I know is even if she is the perfect guess or the perfect pick, she will always be remembered for this. Yeah, we need to absolutely. secure our border and fix the immigration system. Secure our border. You know, you were voting for that, y'all. Incredible. We got Ted Cruz to stand up. Ted Cruz is standing this reminds up me of when, to secure our border. When Trump was talking about uh, family leave act, a uh, family uh, maternal leave act, and like the squad all stood up, he's like, "You weren't supposed to do that." Ha ha! I got you. Mm-hmm. Like that—that that was his Trump moment. We're putting in oh. place dedicated immigration judges in significant larger number, so families fleeing persecution and violence can have their curses, cases heard faster, and those who don't legitimately hear can be sent back. We're screening, we're securing commitments and supporting partners in South and Central America to host more refugees and secure their own borders. We can do all this while keeping lit the torch of liberty. Those led to can you imagine if Donald Trump had announced that he was helping other countries build walls? Provide a pathway to citizenship for dreamers, those with temporary status, farm workers, essential workers. Revise our laws. So businesses have workers they need and families don't wait decades to reunite. No, it's not only the right everybody that was against securing the border and sending back people who weren't here legitimately uh, on the Democrat side that stood up and cheered, they were not doing that two years ago. They weren't doing that two years ago. No, no. And stop them from even being able to come here. Advancing liberty and justice also requires protecting the rights of women. The constitutional right affirmed by Roe v. Wade, standing precedent for half a century, is under attack as never before. If you want to go forward, not backwards, we must protect access to health care, preserve a woman's right to choose, and continue to advance maternal health care for all Americans. He managed to talk about all of that without saying the word abortion. For our LGBTQ plus Americans, let's finally get the Bipartisan Equality Act to my desk. The onslaught of state laws targeting transgender Americans and their families. It's simply wrong. I said last year, especially to our younger transgender Americans, I'll always have your back as your president so you can be yourself and reach your God-given potential. Folks, As I've just demonstrated, 
Well, it often appears we do not agree, <laughs> and that we, we do agree on a lot more things than we acknowledge. I signed 80 bipartisan bills in the law last year, from preventing government shutdowns to protecting- Congress agrees routinely, yes. That's not rest. We don't like you. We don't like any And we'll soon be strengthening the Violence Against Women Act that I first wrote three decades ago. It's important. That was the same year that he wrote the 1994 crime bill. We can come together and do big things. So not all the 90s kids watching are like, oh man, I'm about to be 30. First, beat the opioid epidemic. There's so much we can do. Increased funding for prevention, treatment, harm reduction and recovery, get rid of outdated rules and stop doctors and, and the, that stop doctors from prescribing treatments. Stop That's the good. flow of illicit drugs by working with state and local law enforcement to go after the traffickers. And if you're That's suffering not from anything. addiction. The stopping know. doctors from prescribing is good, but you're not going to stop the tra- drug traffic when the CIA and DEA are part of it. And not only that, but how are you going to get to the traffickers? You're going to be arresting the low-level addicts who are stuck just... They have a problem, probably because a doctor prescribed them something, they got hooked. And, you know, no fault of their own. Now they're out looking for their Oxys or their Percocets or their Vicodins or whatever. And they get arrested for having it illegally. And now you're putting these people in prison, giving them a record, unless they tell them who their supplier is. Yep. That causes more problems. Yep. And then they add them as a metric of being a trafficker. The big traffickers have relationships with the DEA and the ATF, the FBI, and the CIA. They work with them every day. Yep. Oh, there's that one. So now you have the government uh, pressuring uh, social media uh, to censor. I know he's talking about child exploitation, but that's not their main focus. Their main focus is on suppressing uh, dissent, dissenting opinion on social media. Ban targeted advertising to children. Demand and the NSA. Companies stop collecting personal data on our children. And let's get all Americans the mental health services they need. More people can turn for help. This is the most all over the place between speech. physical and mental health care if we treat it that way in our insurance. He went from social You're media gonna to You're going to dictate to insurance companies how they spend, that they have to have full parity in spending between mental and physical health? Well, they just got a huge How does that even work? They just got so much money from the government after it was subsidized that the government gives them money, so now they have some sort of I control, guess so. I guess. But... I guess so. I always believe that we have a sacred obligation to equip those we send to war and care for those and their family when they come home. My and the administration VA. providing assistance in job training, housing, and now helping lower-income veterans get VA care debt-free. And our troops in Iraq have faced and Afghanistan have faced many dangers, one being stationed at bases breathing in toxic smoke from burn pits. Many of you have been there. I've been in and out of Iraq and Afghanistan over 40 times. These burn pits that incinerate waste, the waste of war, medical and hazards material, jet fuel, and so much more. 
depleted uranium. Many of the world's fittest and best trained warriors in the world, never the same. Headaches, numbness, dizziness, a cancer that would put them in a flag-draped coffin. I know. One of those, one of those soldiers was my son, Major Bo Biden. Did he I don't just know for sure head? the burn pit that he lived near. So I don't know if it, if if you could hear what the uh, woman said. Um, she brought up uh, Afghanistan, and she's he talked about how uh, we shouldn't have we shouldn't have soldiers dying, and she said you put them there, thirteen of them, talking about the thirteen soldiers that died while trying to evacuate people from Afghanistan, and then he brought yeah. up then he brought up his son, combat medic in Kosovo and Iraq. Stationed near Baghdad, just yards from burn pits the size of football fields. Danielle is here with us tonight. I guarantee that was Marjorie Taylor Greene, by the way. Football games. I don't know, but I, I know. This is congratulations on being stationed next to a burn pit. Like what? And they love building Legos with their daughter. But cancer from prolonged exposure to burn pits ravaged Heath's lungs and body. Danielle says Heath was a fighter to the very end. He didn't know how to stop fighting. And neither did stop she. Stop sending them over there. Through her stop. pain, she hey. found purpose to demand that we do better. Tonight, Danielle, we are going to do better. The VA. The VA is part the VA wouldn't have to work so hard if you would stop sending people to fight in these meaningless wars, which a lot of people can say that there are multi, like that Russia. A lot of people can say that Russia didn't uh, take any cues from us when they invaded when they invaded Ukraine. But our pullout from Afghanistan is what kind of was like, yeah, this is what's going to give us the uh, the chutzpah to do this. Is your piss yep. poor performance here? Well, and also he can say he can use the same claims that uh, the U.S. The fourth, used to invade last, uh, former Yugoslavia. Yes, we're just protecting an ethnic minority that's being attacked by the majority government, which is what he said. This is personal to me and to Jill and to Kamala and so many of you. So many of you have lost someone you love, husband, wife, son, daughter, mom, dad. Cancer is the number two cause of death in America, second only to heart disease. Oh, this is how he's going to end cancer. Last month, I announced the plan to supercharge the cancer moonshot that President Obama asked me to lead six years ago. He's going to cut cancer in half by 2049. By at least 50 percent over the next 25 years. I think we can do better than that turn cancers from death sentences into treatable diseases, more support for patients and their families to get there. There's likely to be roughly to that much of a reduction anyway. ARPA-H, advanced, advanced research projects, agency for health. Pattern after DARPA. He's just going to change the name of cancer to something else on 50% of the types yeah. of cancer. PS and so much more that make our 
forces more he just made a health care dark war, more with more clarity that's what he just said arpa will have a singular purpose to drive breakthroughs in cancer alzheimer's and diabetes and more a unity agenda for the nation we can do these things it's within our power and i don't see a partisan edge to any one of them he's just things. sitting there like no you're not my fellow americans We've gathered in this sacred space, a citadel of democracy, space. in this capital, generation after generation of Americans have debated great questions amid great strife and have done great things. We fought for freedom, expanded liberty, debated totalitarianism and terror. We built the strongest, freest, the most prosperous nation the world has ever known. Now is the hour, our moment of responsibility, our test of resolve and conscience of history itself. It is in this moment that our character of this generation is formed. Our purpose is found. Our future is forged. Well, I know this nation. We'll meet the test. Protect freedom and liberty. Expand fairness and opportunity. And we will save democracy. As hard as those times have been, I'm more optimistic about America today than I've been my whole life, because I see the future that's within our grasp, because I know there's simply nothing beyond our, our capacity. We're the only nation on Earth that has always turned every crisis we faced into an opportunity. The only nation that can be defined by a single word, possibilities. So on this night, on our 245th year as a nation, I've come to report on the state of the nation, the state of the union. And my report is this. The state of the union is strong because you, the American people, are strong. We are stronger today. We're strong. The union's not very strong. stronger a year from now than we are today. This is our moment to meet and overcome the challenges of our time. And we will, as one people, one America, the United States of America. God bless you all, and may God protect our troops. Thank you. Go get him. Go get who? Go get him. I can't hear you. Well, I haven't said anything. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, Go get I, him. I, I was just, I, I was reeling for a second from that. Um, <clears throat> so I routinely talk about how politicians create crises and make them worse for that moment to grandstand on your suffering and then say, but I've got great news, America. We're going to do more of what created that crisis or made it worse. You thought that healthcare uh, uh, focus from government on healthcare had caused the price of healthcare to go up. You ain't seen nothing yet. Wait till you hear about Harpa or ARPA H or whatever it's called. I think it's ARPA. I think he, I think he called it ARPA. Yeah. Which sounds it like is, a Marx it is, you know, 
yes, Har- Har- Harpa, our favorite Mar- our favorite Marx brother, Harper Harpa Marx. Marx. That's actually the Marx sister, the little known <laughs> Marx sister, right. thanks to the patriarchy. Uh, the, you know, oh, you thought that, uh, you know, government driving up the cost of higher education of a four-year school is bad? Wait till you see what we do to community college. And child like, care. It's, and child care. You know, you thought K through K through what sixteen was bad. Wait till you see what we do to pre K and uh, and community college. It, 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 and this whole thing with Ukraine. Yes, the Ukrainian people are suffering, which is why they should stop trying to treat them. The, the way that the government and media have talked about Ukrainian civilians as though they're going to hold back the Russian army and and pumping them up like, oh yeah, you're going to be able to hold them up. They're going to get creamed. If Russia decides to go in hard, they're going to get creamed. Now, if Russia decided to uh, to invade Ukraine and, and occupy them long term, I do believe that would become a long and hard slog for Russia to try to maintain, especially as big as Ukraine's border is now easy. It would be to continue to funnel uh, weapons and things like that in there and, and fighters that would join to fight the occupation. But in terms of this, uh, uh, this uh, offensive, it, it's, it's going to be brutal. And I, I would love to see that same level of energy for the million plus victims of the genocide in Yemen that Saudi Arabia and Al Qaeda have been undertaking under the guidance, direction, and funding of the United States government. Where, where, is the, where are the little flag pins and flag waving and talk about the determination and grit of the Yemeni people? Why aren't we hearing that? Oh, because the US government's funding that one. Anyway, it was it was honestly what I expected. I, I, I expect him to talk more about Ukraine, but honestly, he wanted to get all of his big spending in. I mean, so apparently he had a different speech written before the Ukraine uh, situation came about. And a lot of that was going to be on big spending. It's going to be on a lot of social spending and, you know, the build back better stuff. Um, and how that was going to be the focus. So he still fit most of it in, but he had to fit in the Ukraine stuff at the beginning and act like the United States has been there leading the charge against Russia, which we haven't been. We've been so far behind every other country on this that it's laughable for him to even attempt to say, yeah, we've been leading the charge. We're the ones that are out there for freedom and liberty and supporting the Ukrainian people. No, you aren't the ones that are doing it. It is literally everybody next door to Ukraine that is doing it. It is not Joe Biden and it is not America. Um, No, exactly. And if he thinks that... I'm going to preface this with I'm not rooting for Russia or Putin. I think no. it's a travesty. No, no, no. But they have now put Putin in a very weird situation where he thought he was going to go in and run over Ukraine because they, he figured that they weren't yep. going to get any support from the West. And then they yep. did. So now he is stuck in a position where he knows he will get ousted if he doesn't win and gain more power in Russia. If people yep. aren't fearing him... He will get ousted. He is now in a make or break moment where he is going to have to amp everything up. And if you think he is going to sit down and talk for peace talks, he's not. This man does not care. He will go after every single person. Yeah. And the sad thing is a lot of the reason why, I don't know, sad thing, but the, the odd thing about this is 
one of the reasons why the Russian offensive isn't going as well is it turns out that their uh, their supply chain for their uh, for their um, their ground troops has been terrible. Um, it, it, there has obviously been a lot of resistance from the Ukrainian military, which I would imagine, and the Ukrainian civilians, which I would imagine they expected. What they didn't expect was that even going 100, 150 miles into the country uh, has not gone very well for them, which is surprising to me. That I mean, it's they're leaving their home country and going into the neighboring country, and they're having a difficult time with that. Again, uh, far be it from me to overestimate the ability of a government to do something, but I will say I'm surprised with how poorly that's gone. But this is just what was supposed to be an easy offensive. Russia has cluster bombs and fuel air bombs, thermobaric bombs that can choke off entire blocks of, of, of people. They have, before we even get into nukes, they have just in conventional weaponry, so much stuff that can that can be used to brutalize the people of Ukraine. And I think he'll do it. I mean, again, I, far be it for me to make another prediction about what Russia is going to do in Ukraine. But I, but I will say this. The man is uh, is not exactly well known for for taking criticism. And I think that uh, or I don't subtlety. think this ends well or subtlety. I don't think this ends well. This I, I don't I, think no, this ends I, well at all. If Ukraine, if Ukraine is still standing by the next time we do a show, I will be happy Ukraine is still standing, but I will be shocked. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I mean, still stand. I think there were still going to be Ukrainians alive, but oh, you mean standing as in the government still functioning? Right. I, this next week is going to be a very crucial one. On, on whether or not they're still standing, I will say that I I I will be trigger shy on on making some predictions, but I get that. Uh, I don't. I think I I think that the posturing that that Western media and 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 corporate media and governments have done, you know, this this Zelensky guy, who by the way, Volodymyr Vladimir, I just say Vladimir. It's not spelled that way. Vladim, but it's Vladimir, but it's just spelled it's, the well, Ukrainian way. It's actually Vladimir, but it's Vladimir. Vladimir uh, Zelensky, uh, he was kind of thrust into this. He was an entertainer and a comedian uh, who made a movie uh, or a show about being a comedian who ran for president. And the people of Ukraine were so disgusted with their uh, incredibly corrupt uh, Soviet uh, or, 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 or Russian-influenced and Western-influenced politicians that they voted for him. Because they're like, you know what? Maybe you'll do a better job. You're not actually a politician. And so he won, and he's been thrust into this. I think he's doing his best with it. But he doesn't have the ability to actually effectively repel Russia. And I, I think that the rest of us, the, the rest of our, our countries and, 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 and our governments are, are propping this guy. Instead of acknowledging the, the dire situation here, they're trying to prop this guy. Look, he's going to stop Putin. What happens when that all falls apart? How foolish is the foreign media going to look? How foolish is the Western press going to look propping this guy up if it all ends up falling apart? If, 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 if the, the people of Ukraine are massacred and, and the Russian government steps in and you know, begins an occupation, how, how do you pivot back to, oh, well, you know, this was a terrible thing? I thought that Vladimir Zelensky was going to solve everything. It, it's anyway. Every, And everything that Joe Biden said after he touched on COVID for the first two minutes, three minutes, and then he went into Ukraine. Everything he said was how great the Ukrainian people are and how they're holding off 
one of the toughest militaries in the world and how we have to give it up to the Ukrainian people. What happens six days from now to 14 days from now when that is no longer what is happening? Can yep. he, can he, he can't pull it back. It's out yeah. there. Yeah, it's out there. That's what I'm saying. They're, they're putting this up like this isn't Red Dawn, guys. Like you aren't going to have a scrappy group of civilians who are able to stop an invasion. Now, keep in mind, people, I can already hear the people going, oh, but what about the Taliban? What about Vietnam? What about they didn't stop the invasion? The Taliban wasn't able to stop the invasion. The uh, Viet Cong weren't able to stop uh, U.S. incursions or bombings. The uh, uh, the uh, uh, Saddam Fedayeen and the Iraqi military weren't able to stop the U.S. incursion into Iraq. Uh, the uh, 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 Libyan military wasn't able to stop uh, the incursion there. The uh, Syrian military wasn't able to stop U.S. bombing there. They can't stop the bombings and the invasions of large industrialized militaries. They can slog them down in a long-term occupation and make them not want to be there anymore. But that's completely different from saying they're going to repel an invasion. That's foolish. Especially one against one of the... most vile psychopaths of modern history. Yep. You're talking a very, very powerful government that's being run by essentially a dictator and uh, who, who is right now sees this as a test of pride. And you're, pro you're sitting there telling them all the, hey, Putin, how about those Ukrainian civilians? You are setting them up for massive failure and atrocity instead of trying to get him to a negotiating table. It, it is, it, it's, it's unfortunate. And the thing is, the, Europe, the Ukrainian civilians, and frankly, the civilians in every country including in Russia, who don't support this war, who had nothing to do with its decision-making, and who could potentially get embroiled in a much larger conflict if this does blow up, if these constant provocations back and forth that led to this invasion. It, what if Putin does start heading west? How far west is he going to head before NATO and other Western countries start stepping in? I, I don't think he's going to do that, but what if he did? Now what? This is a, this is a, a major, major, major problem, and it is all because of the fact that you've got two sides that have been in a pissing contest, provoking and counter-provoking each other, the US and NATO, Russia and its allies, provoking and counter-provoking, treating Eastern Europe like it's a chessboard. And the biggest reason for that is because Ukraine gave up their ability to stop that dead in its tracks when it gave up its nuclear, pro gave up its, its third largest stockpile of nuclear weapons in 1994 and finalized that transfer to Russia in 1996. Do you, does anyone think that this invasion would be happening or any of these incursions would be happening or any of these provocations would be happening on either side if the third largest holder of, of nukes was Ukraine right now? No, absolutely not. And the, the sanctions that they've put in place are laughable. They haven't been going after Russian ga uh, natural gas or oil. Uh, and even nope. if they do, China's going to pick up 100% of the slack coming from the rest of the world. Yeah, which is why they haven't cut off. It, in their defense, the reason they haven't cut it off is they know it'll hurt them more than, than Putin. So they're continuing to buy, they're continuing to fund like almost half of Russia's economy 
by continuing to buy their natural gas because they've so neutered themselves in being able to provide their own uh, nuclear, their own yep. energy needs by cutting off their nuclear and their fossil fuels and relying on freaking windmills and Russian natural gas that now Putin is, it was, that, that's going to continue coming in. And like you said, if they cut it off, he can just sell it to China. So it yep. only hurts them. And if you, and with the sanctions that we're going after their tech, we're going to make it harder for them to get uh, semiconductors and whatever else he was saying. Um, where do those come from? They come from Taiwan. Yeah. China will just eventually go, okay, well, you're not letting that trade happen. Okay, well, we already have all their oil and gas. Let's go for Taiwan. Everything yeah. about this is like watching somebody play chess and the other person talk about what moves they should make. Yeah, it, it, it is. It is a foolish to have a system that was set up to allow your corporate cronies that put you in office to destroy your local economy and ability to produce and ability to extract so that they could go somewhere else and do it all there. And those countries happen to be the ones who are your biggest geopolitical foes. And then you are shocked to discover that suddenly you don't have the pull over them and the sway over them that you thought you did. It is, it is incredible. They're like, oh, we cut off you know, quite a bit of their economy and we've gone after their yachts and their, their mansions and all that. That doesn't do anything. You don't think they'll just buy more mansions and yachts? They run Russia. You don't think they'll just wait for this to blow over and buy more mansions and yachts? You haven't effectively. The one thing that they that that probably was somewhat effective is that Russia has about six hundred and some odd billion dollars in reserves floating out there that they don't have access to. But it's not as though they're building the uh, uh, the the tanks and the the fighter jets and so forth now that they're going to use in this invasion. At most, they'll be doing ammunition. Uh, and uh, China is already increasing their their uh, their ties with uh, with Russia. It's yep. and again, I, I think that this was. I, I will say, I still think that this was, besides being wrong and immoral and, and uncalled for, it was also a bad idea by Russia. I mean, the Ukraine will definitely join EU after this. Um, Ukraine probably will not be joining NATO, but I don't think that NATO was going to necessarily expand into Ukraine anyway. Uh, they certainly wanted to, but there were plenty of realists who saw the writing on the wall of what would happen if right now Ukraine was in NATO and the very real risk there. Um, but these sanctions are going to be crippling. Um, I, I think long term, this is still going to hurt Russia, uh, but it's going to hurt everyone else, too. And frankly, the whole thing could have been avoided if instead of constantly pissing back and forth and doing this escalation, there had been de-escalation and saying, no, you know what? If you want to keep acting this way, that's great. We're not going to keep pushing further to you and then pushing further and you pushing further to us and hoping that doesn't end in nuclear war. So I don't think I Spike's mic is peaking. All right, I'll turn it down. Sorry about that. Um, so oh. we we had very minimal time to get everything ready today. Um, yeah. So so I think the sanctions will hurt Russians. I don't think it hurts Russia. The Russian government, probably not too much. It hurts everyday Russians. But it's going to hurt. Saddam Hussein Russians. never never missed a meal. Right, exactly. Putin 
Putin has like saying that we're going to freeze his accounts. You don't know where half of his accounts are. Like you have no clue. That man has billions of dollars tucked away in places that you will never, ever find. You're not going to hurt him. You are going to hurt the people who are under who, who are living there who don't want this to be happening anyway. And they're out in the streets protesting, risking going to prison uh, for life for for protesting. Yeah. And you're going to hurt those people. You're not going to hurt Putin and you're not going to hurt his men. No, you're not. And, and what you're going to do, however many years from now, we're going to be talking about, you know, the, uh, the, the the suffering of the poor Russian people and how we need to step up. Because that's what Americans do and step up and help them by giving them soybeans or whatever. And instead of like just not having destroyed their economy, uh, which did nothing to stop the war effort. Let's be clear. These sanctions don't stop the war effort. They make Russian people hurt, and that's it. Does that eventually weaken Putin? Very possibly, but is it going to do anything right now other than make uh, innocent people that had nothing to do with this suffer? No, it's not. It's just going to make them suffer. Yes. But so with that said, um, hey, thanks for watching. Uh, so uh, uh, I will uh, – so join us tomorrow. Tomorrow is Wednesday. If you join us tomorrow, Wednesday is uh, it's a wacky Wednesday, but it's also my fellow Americans uh, at 8 p.m. Eastern. My guest finally will be finally Anthony Samaroff. Finally. Uh, and because uh, we've had to reschedule multiple times for the dumbest of reasons, usually on my side, sometimes on his. And uh, we're going to be talking about his book, uh, Universal Basic Income Arguments for and Against. Uh, I don't want to spoiler alert, but I'm against it. Um, and uh, and we're going to be talking about that and, and catching up with him. Uh, he's someone that thinks that the COVID regime isn't able to re-enter the U.S. Um, so we'll be talking about what he's been up to. Uh, and then, do you, are you doing writer's block this Thursday? I don't know. Yeah, um, I might be to believe. <laughs> Whether or not that's going to be happening, um, I yes. so for anybody who doesn't know, um, I have been I have been hired to work on another job that I am really close to finishing the first portion of. Um, so if I have a burst of energy to try to knock that part out, there won't be a writer's block this Thursday. Uh, but if uh, I have a really great guest, uh, I haven't even looked. Uh, if I have a really great guest, then I will push back on the bursts of creativity to finish this job, and I will be doing the writer's block. You're not going to believe what happens Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Right here on Muddy Waters Media, or not. Uh, and then this Friday, come and join me at the Libertarian Party of Pennsylvania Convention in beautiful Williamsport, Pennsylvania, where we – this is – Oh, this convention, it's going to be just a, it's going to be a unity fest is what I call it. The unity, the Pennsylvania unity fest where libertarians around the country are going to descend on this convention for unity and togetherness and happiness and brotherhood, sisterhood and everything, well, peoplehood. I don't know what non-binary siblinghood that we're also going to do. It's good siblinghood. We'll just say siblinghood. They're going to Defy engage the power in will be siblinghood. There. Defy the power will be there. You are the power will be there because you will be there. And you are the power. And um, I'm Spike Cohen. And uh, Tasha and I will be there. Um, 
Uh, yeah, it's going to be just, it will be a lot of hugging. It's going to be a lot of uh, cheers and laughter and happiness. It's going to be a great time. So come join us, Williamsport, uh, Pennsylvania. And then uh, got, on Tuesday. I believe that's where the uh, Little League Baseball World Series is held. You should catch a game. I could throw out the opening pitch. They won't know what hit them. How bad would you feel watching a 14-year-old throw out better pitches than you? I won't feel bad at all because that's what they do like all the time. I like to see them give a speech about quantitative easing. How about that, Matt? <laughs> okay. I'll bring them to Williamsport and say, here, go up there and talk about Ukraine. Tim. Timmy. Get there. Oh, yeah. Oh, good job. How bad would you feel good if job, you did if, if if you did that and Timmy knocks it out of the park and he's like, I've been I've been following I've been, fo- just, like, I've been following you for up. years, man. And that's why we shouldn't even be there in the first place. They're like, so then come and join us next week right here on Tuesday uh, for another mouthwateringly amazing episode of the Muddy Waters of Freedom, where Matt Wright and I parse through the week's events. Do we have one next Tuesday? We don't have one next Tuesday? I don't know. Brian sent me a message a while ago saying that you had something going on in Texas. Collin County, Texas. We will be in Texas, but I don't... Oh, no, wait, hold on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we can still do... uh... We'll still do an episode. At, oh, yeah. It's going to be at 8.15, starting at 8.15. Because I'm doing another thing first. Catch us at 8.15. So the time you normally catch us. Yes, catch us the time you normally catch us at 8.15. Uh, for another amazing episode of the Muddy Waters Freedom, where Matt Wright and I parse through the week's events like the chipper little um, men, the manly the manly men that we are matt if someone were to try to look for us on the internet is that even possible and if so how it is possible um it wow is po- it is possible wow 30 ish yeah it'll be 8 wow. 30 ish uh because we're gonna have to do audio sure. testing um oh yeah because <laughs> we don't want that to happen again um mm. yeah it is possible. Uh, if you are one of those old wow. school listeners who don't appreciate staring into the soulful, beautiful, and uh, dashingly handsome faces uh, of me and my co-host Spike, uh, you can always listen to the sweet, soft, dulcet tones of our voices at anchor.fm slash muddiedwaters. I don't know if this works the same way as the... If I'll I just do, do it in my in the mic mode. I think I think it's fine. I might come. I think it's just fine. turn it up. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, everybody. How's that? There it is. I hope everybody yeah, likes this. Nice. That's good stuff. I like that's good there. Yeah, I bet that's pleasant. While you're there, you can do, while you're there, you can do things like leave us messages that we will play live on the air. That we yes. will play live on the air. And we Oh yeah, there it is. You can also, sweet spot. You can also subscribe. Whisper into a Bluetooth mic. I bet that's just that's music. just that's just the sweetest, sweetest sound. Oh, my ears are loving that. I bet that's amazing. That's so great. 
Um, or you can subscribe. And for less than the cost of a cup of coffee, two cups of coffee a month. <laughs> if inflation keeps going, it'll be one cup, though. It'll be soon. It'll be less than so, a cup of coffee. Right. <laughs> you can get so many great things from muddied waters that I don't even yes. know what they are anymore because I haven't muddy you get you get access to an ad free experience on Spotify and Anchor. You also yes, get discounts on the discounts on the muddy water store and a discount at participating uh other companies like Defy the Power. Then you also get actually uh, I think the Defy the Power ended yesterday. Uh, oh, crap. So, but, but what you also get is you get, we'll, we'll get back to that. So, what you also get is you get access to the Muddy Zoom, which is our Zoom call that we do every month. So, all of that for less than $10 a month, exactly one penny less than $10 a month. Apparently, we're on Audible. We're also on Audible. I did not know that. Um, or you Audible. can find this in every other episode at muddiedwatersmedia.com. Yes. Um, to it's, our sponsors, sorry that um, we didn't go through you. We had some technical issues at the beginning. And literally right yes. now, I'm terrified of going back to the screen that has the sponsors on it because I don't want the audio yes. to get all fucked up again. Um, but we love all of this you. Episode was, this episode was brought to you by the Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus, the uh, Gravy King, Joe Solosky for Pennsylvania Governor, J-O-E-S-O-L-O-S-K-I dot com, uh, and Defy the Power and Stitches and Glitches at DefyThePower.com and StitchesAndGlitches.com, as well as Mudwater. If you woke up today, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, yeah, don't do that. Today, <laughs> if you woke up today and said, Hey, I had coffee sucks. I don't want it no more. I'm sick of coffee. Then we have something that tastes even worse and uh, you can get it. It's actually very good for you. And it's not that bad. Just put some honey, put a lot of honey. You're going to want a lot of honey. Just put yeah. it. You're going to want some honey, put, put some, some honey, honey in it. it. Uh, it's it's also not creamer, bad with creamer. It's not bad with creamer. Or honey. That's what she said. And uh, muddywatersoffreedom.com slash mud. You can get your starter pack today. It's really good for you. One-seventh of the cup of... One-seventh of the caffeine of a cup of coffee. Just enough to get you all hyped up like me, but not so much to have you sad and lonely and breaking down every night like mad. <laughs> so, folks, thanks so much for tuning in again. We really enjoyed your time. We love you. We are sorry that Joe Biden is president. We were only 80 million votes away. <laughs> or 80, 79 million votes. I don't know, whatever. We were so, so close. So close. And yet 79 million away. But we're getting there. We did, we podiumed. We got on, on we got the bronze. <laughs> and where we're going, we don't need roads. Spike.